We're a club that produces more national championships, college scholarship athletes, national team players, and pros than any other. It's a club that helps make dreams come true, and we've been doing it for over 40 years. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Inside Surf Soccer Podcast with me, Louis Hunt. I'm fortunate today to be talking to four of Surf's elite girls alumni players discussing their surf experiences, advice for younger players and having some fun in the process. Firstly, we have Maddie Mercado. Maddie is currently a freshman playing Division 1 soccer at Notre Dame. She was a national championship player at Surf, a youth national team player for the US and recently was selected for the last U19 US women's national team squad. Her ex-teammate and now UCLA NCAA finalist Mia Fischel also joins us. Mia and Maddie played together at Surf winning a national championship and a CONCACAF title for the US U15 youth national team. Mia recently was the golden ball winner as the U20 US national team won the CONCACAF championships and qualified for the upcoming U20 FIFA World Cup. Stanford duo and longtime friends Katarina Macario and Bianca Catona Ferrara make up our group. Bianca attended Cathedral Catholic High School alongside Maddie here in San Diego, as well as attending past US youth national team camps. Bia's represented Brazil's U17 youth national team at the World Cup level and has also won a surf national championship. Kat, like the other ladies, is a past national champion at surf, having won the NCAA national championship this past year with B at Stanford. Kat's also won the same title in her freshman year. She was named Freshman of the Year by Top Draw Soccer and ESPN's Women's Player of the Year in 2017 and 2018. In 2018 and 19, Kat won the prestigious Herman Trophy. For all our players at Surf, this is a must-listen-to episode. The girls have some fantastic advice and it was great for them to reconnect all together, chatting about Surf, chatting about their soccer experiences and reminiscing. Really hope you enjoy this one because it was a lot of fun to record. Enjoy! Well, ladies, first of all, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Uh, is everyone healthy, safe, well? Yeah. Looking yeah, after yes. your looking after your families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you all played on the same team with each other at some point? We've all played together at points, but I don't know if it was like all together on the same yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. At the same point. Yeah. Got it, got it. Um well I guess the first question um is how are you dealing right now with the isolation and the stay at home training? What's the, I was just speaking to Maddie before we started and she said she's been at home since the start of March. What's everybody's unique situations like? Yeah, I'll go first. So I have been at home also since the beginning of March. Um, and our trainer, Kat can attest to this. Our trainer sent us like kind of a generic um, program for us to do at home with what we have. So, I mean, I'm also kind of coming back from an injury, so it's been a little bit weird um, with that. And so I kind of have to, like, 
work around that because I have to do like a cutting progression and everything but I've mostly just been um like running like at the beach or outside of my neighborhood um like all the parks are closed and everything and I don't really have a lot of space um so yeah I've just been running in my neighborhood and doing what I can cool Kat you the same in the same boat uh yeah so I'm just I've been I guess just like taking um information off of that packet and um, I'm currently at Stanford right now, and so, like, I have access, I guess, to just, like, our field um, here. Sometimes I get kicked off, but, you know, that's okay. I try to I try to go in, like, specific, like, areas or, like, um, hours that I have noticed that the security guard won't be there. Um, and, yeah, just, like, doing that and running by myself. Um, and, you know, it's, like, also have, like, soccer balls and, like, the field has um, goals and whatnot, so I'm still, like, working on um, the things that I need to, to do. I mean, I like, obviously wish that my teammates were here and that, like, I could, like, play with someone else. But, um, you know, just trying to make the most of it and um, do what I can by myself. And, like, I guess just, like, in regards to lifting, um, I've really just been trying to fill my backpack with really heavy books. And so, yeah. <laughs> getting creative yeah and then Matt, maddie what what about you um mine's really similar it's um our trainer sent us a packet kind of for like some little soccer things and and like some lifting we can do at home all the gyms and stuff are closed so we have like a bunch of on um on our own things we can do and um kind of making do with like the space we have and i i'll go for a run every day or every other day and just kick the ball. I like kicking the ball against there. It's like this wall in my garage that I'll use. Um, kind of just to get touches and try and stay as sharp as possible. And then another thing we're doing, which is kind of cool, I think, is you know how we're all using Zoom for, like, our classes. Um, we'll have, like, meetings on there, but we'll have them, like, with specifics, like, some are individual and some are, like, with, like, the midfield group or, like, the forward group. And we'll do, like, film, which is super cool. Um, kind of just to stay um, caught up on that stuff and in contact a lot, which I really like. Yeah, how, how's it going for you all with stuff like that with Zoom or however you're connecting with your teammates? Have you managed to have any kind of fun chemistry, socialness at all with any of you, with any of the teams? We do. We have like this Friday. We're doing like a game night on Zoom. We'll do it like every other week. And we have, like, we'll have, like, little conversations. We have, like, these groups. Um, and we'll just, like, call and eat, like, a meal over it or something and catch up. Like, not always about soccer stuff, too. So it's super fun. Awesome. Um, well, we've had a load of questions in from across the surf nation so we sent this out to all of them they've been sending in their questions so first and foremost a big thank you to all the players that have sent in their questions we had quite a lot that was similar um so we're going to try and give a few people a shout out um this is kind of a, a good one to start with from a player this is from uh, brooke bartley i'm not sure what team she's on but she asked what inspired you to play um and what was your favorite memory playing at surf B, we'll go with you first. Yeah, um, honestly, what inspires me to play most is just, like, my love for the game, I would say. Like, I just have so much fun, and, like, I don't think I could see myself not playing soccer. Um, 
and like I just love being with my teammates and I don't know being able to like express myself through soccer and I would say one of my favorite memories um I'll save cat I'll save one for cat um I think one of my favorite memories is winning the national championship in 2015 I think it was um that was like one of the coolest things ever Cool. Kat, you want to elaborate on B's funny story? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, like a really funny story that we had was, um, so essentially context, B was my first friend here in America. And like literally like it was like a surf Thanksgiving cup and I showed up and like she was literally the first person that I saw or like that I talked to. And that was because... I mean, I don't know if you should include this, but that was really because, like, my dad was, like, cursing out my brother. Um, and then her mom heard it and was like, oh, my gosh, is that Portuguese? And then five minutes later, I'm heading over to her house and having a meal there. But anyway, uh, like, the funny, like, our funny story was um, one time after surf practice, like, right when I had just gotten here and, like, was still trying out. Um, one time after surf practice, we went to Chipotle, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never gotten Mexican food before, and then she's like, oh yeah, you should try out the carnitas, and I was like, okay, sure, and so I was like, can I have the, um, can I get a carnitas burrito with um, only melted cheese, and Bianca looks at me, and like, she drops her like jaw for like two seconds, she's like, so you made a quesadilla? That was, yeah. That, that, I think that was one of, uh, one of the funniest stories that I've had that I can remember at least. Let, um, can, can we loop back just to, at the start? Because I, I'm not sure if all of the listeners will know exactly your, your backstory. Where, where did you originally... Um, live and learn soccer cat and then when did you move to san diego yeah so i lived in brazil until i was 12 and essentially that's where i learned or like had a base of like how and like um yeah a base of like how to play soccer and um i moved here to san diego and was playing for san diego surf when i was when I turned 12 and joined Chris LeMay's team. Um, so that was, that was definitely a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'd say like, I, I definitely like learned a lot just from being in that environment. And even like, you know, like Brazil has the reputation of being um, like having soccer kind of be as like a religion to them. And um, when I came here, it was definitely a, something a little bit different. But um, I'd say, like, getting, like, incorporating both worlds into my style of play um, definitely helped me um, achieve, like, a lot of success, I'd say. So um, definitely grateful for, for both sides. <laughs> All right. For Mia and Maddie, I'll shoot this question to you two. This is from um, Audrey Ware from Rob Becerra, who coached you girls. Uh, she plays for his... U sixteen T DA team right now. She asked, "What's the biggest accomplishment you girls have had in soccer, and how did surf help you get get you there?" Mia, let's go with you while your reception's good. Um, I mean, for me, 
it was like getting into U.S. soccer pool. Like that's like the first accomplishment, like the biggest accomplishment that I I've had because that was a dream of mine, like playing up as a kid. Um, it was always a dream to play uh, with U.S. soccer, U.S. women's uh, soccer teams, and with like either age group. Um, so I think that was my biggest accomplishment. And um, surf played a huge role in that. I think just the the level that surf soccer players at the coaching staff. Um, and how they implement, you know, like challenges that, you know, some coaches go around with younger players. Um, they think about the team chemistry, you know, tactically, technically, like how to get better each training, every training. Every training was not a waste, I'd serve. And it helped me in trainings with U.S. soccer when I first got that first call-up camp. And um, it, was an, it was an easy transition for me because of that high-level play at surf. Maddie, same question to you. Um, for me, I think there's two that really stick out in my mind. One, obviously, is the, the youth national pool, too, as well. That was a huge accomplishment because, like Mia said, um, it was always kind of a dream of mine to be able to be a part of that and get that experience. And then also it's um, being able to have a lot of options for universities and college because that was – Another like huge goal of mine is to be able to play at um, a great college and get an amazing education and kind of have that experience too. And I think um, kind of piggybacking off of what Mia said, um, just surf is so professional with all of its um, like coaching staff and the players and just what they want for us. And um, I've, I've never had a coach that was like kind of steer me off the path of those things that I wanted and they were all so supportive and my teammates are amazing too everyone is so supportive and we all push each other each practice and um, so I think I think surf had a huge role in that okay this is one from a New York surf player um Alexa Petrowski she says how old were you when you first started playing B um Let's see. I think I was like three when I started playing. Um, yeah, I think I was three. I played for like a rec team, like a baby rec team. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> were you? Could you? Were you walking on the beaches of Brazil when you first started playing? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so when I was three, I saw my brother practicing and I was like oh this seems pretty fun you know you just like take a ball and you dribble around people it's like riding as fast as you can uh, at least that's that's that was my perception now it's much harder but um essentially um I had to eat beans for a whole year after that so until I turned four so that I could play soccer so I was actually in misery before and not walking the beaches of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, how about you? Yeah, I'm kind of in Bianca's boat. <laughs> I was like three, playing for like, I think my, early, my earliest memory was like playing that young. I remember being on the Lemonheads team. It was like, we got to name in everything, our own team name. It was super cool, it was super fun. But yeah, I was like around three or four. <laughs> Maddie, when did you first start uh, playing club soccer? Playing club soccer, I think I was like seven or eight, maybe, when I started playing club. 
I think I played I played rec starting when I was four. I think for a couple of years, and then after that, I kind of went into the little club somehow. I think. <laughs> <laughs> So you've obviously been playing for a very long time, going back to being three or four years old all the way up to now. What would you say is the most valuable thing a teammate or a coach has ever said to you that, that stuck with you? Maddie, I'll shoot it back at you straight away. I think the most valuable thing that someone, like coaches and players, have told me is to just follow your dreams. Like, if it's something that you really want to do, nobody can get in the way of it. And, like, it's it's on you. You can control – basically, you can control your destiny. Mia? I'd say be having fun. Like, U8 through U11, I just be like, just have fun. That's all I care about is having fun. And I think that, like, was a big part of my soccer life. And it's the only reason why I play soccer is because I'm having fun. Like, if I wasn't having fun playing soccer, which is a sport that keep on – uh, when you're a kid, then it's like, it's like touch. It's, 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 you know, why you want to work out so hard? Why you want to train? So I think, you know, just having fun with everything in that sport is like a huge thing for me. Oh, oh, let me build on that a little bit, Mia, because I watched you recently in the uh, U20s World Cup qualifiers and you obviously were very successful there, scored some goals. And you, uh, when I watch you play and score, you still celebrate like it's the best thing that's ever happened to you is that how important's that and how much of that has stayed with you since like you say you were four five six years old just learning the game and falling in love with it yeah it's huge like it shows in my game like how fun i'm how fun i am just having like just playing the game and you know me scoring goals is like a big part of my happiness scoring goals and stuff but it's also like the team and the struggle and like what we went through before that in camp um and just like learning to um those struggles it's it's fun to me and and it helps me as a person and as a player in the end so yeah B cats same kind of question to you but maybe we'll say a little bit more from uh from a Stanford point of view what's been one of the the, the biggest things any of the coaching staff there or, or your Stanford teammates have said to you that's made an impact since you you went to the team? I mean, okay, so, you know, like, you're coming in, like, as a freshman and, like, there are so many people already, like, the upperclassmen that you look up to and so it's hard to, I guess, just, like, remember, like, why you were chosen and, like, to be there. But um, something that has stuck with me throughout... Um, my time here has definitely been um, just like trusting myself and like trusting my abilities and just like um, I guess just like remembering why um, why they chose I guess just like invest in me and to have me come to their program and um, with that I guess it would be like trust trust your teammates and know that they'll support you no matter what, but also have the confidence to um, be um, individual, you know, and just like just um, trusting your abilities to, um, I guess, just like know like what to do, like you know, just like even though like your teammates, like I said, like your teammates will always just like be there for you, and the, um, 
I guess, like, have your back if, if you do mess up. But um, just, like, not being afraid to um, try something outside of the box. Great. B? So kind of going off that, I would say that was, like, one of the things, too, that I kind of took away from it. Like, especially going into a program, like – the ones that all of us are in, it, you can kind of, like, lose sight sometimes of, um, like, why you were there and why you were chosen to be there. Just because everyone's at such a high level and you're competing against so many amazing players. So I think for me, like, just, like, also the same thing that Kat said, like, trust in yourself and trust in your teammates um, was a big thing. And, like, just knowing that your teammates will always have your back. Um and that, like, you are, like, an amazing player and you're there for a reason. Uh, um, yeah. Cool. Um, Maddie, I'll ask you this one. This is from Kayla O'Neill from um, San Diego Surfs U14 DPL team. She says, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger soccer playing self to do differently? Um, I, 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 would, I would say that don't stress like everything in life not just in soccer but I think in life too everything always finds a way to work out so just keep working hard um don't get so down on yourself if something didn't work out if you didn't make a roster if you didn't play as well as you thought you would um kind of just just keep having fun with it keep working hard and that that goes a long way and I think it's important to something that my teammates and I always say now. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a saying that the older girls have passed down um, along the way is keep the joy. I think it's important. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in um, this. Soccer obviously is very serious, especially once you get to the like collegiate level and on. But it's also important to keep the joy. You know, we play for a reason. So um, if, if you're not having fun, then why do it? I think it's so important to have fun. So. Okay, um, slight change of lanes here. This is a question from Niharika from Coach Andy's 2011 team. She she says, first of all, how many juggles did you do when you first started playing and how many can you do now? And she also says, my coach can juggle in a penguin suit. Did you ever have a coach that could do that? <laughs> can I go first? <laughs> go ahead. Okay, okay. So I I was obsessed with juggling when I was younger, like obsessed with juggling. Me I was doing it all the time. And I love ice cream. And my mom told me if I could get to 250 juggles that she would buy this like certain ice cream that I like. So I literally would go in my garage for like hours and hours and hours of the day and just juggle. And I finally got to 250. And I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young. Um, but... I just, like, love juggling all my life. And so, I mean, I could probably do – I haven't really been able to, like, count how many juggles I could do, but I could probably do around, like, in somewhere in, like, a thousand range. Um, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I'll never forget. I just – I love juggling. And also, our coach, um, for Halloween, our coach is dressed up as aliens – and practiced with us, so that's like the closest thing that we've had to. <laughs> what uh, what ice cream did you get when you got your two fifty? I don't remember. I'm trying to remember right now. I think it was like some type of like caramel 
ice cream. Like, <laughs> I was just so happy. I, I, you have Aww. no idea how much I don't know. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, while, while we're on the point of younger's development, what advice, Kat, would you have for any young players out there that are, you know, the, the U7s, the U8s, 9s, 10s, that, those younger ages that they're just starting to fall in love, they're just starting to do the basics? What advice would you have for them with their development? That's a good question, Louie. <laughs> okay, let me think. I mean, okay, sure, sure, sure. I was just gonna say, like, I was, I was gonna say, I guess, like, kind of like what Maddie touched on. Um, always just like having fun, but you know, just like being curious, you know, and just like if you want to know, like, how many juggles you can do, like Bianca, and um just like pushing yourself in different ways. Like if you have really, if you have a lot of fun, like, oh, like doing this type of shot or um, hitting the ball, you know, just kind of like constantly doing that. And um, I guess just like remembering like this is supposed to be fun, but also, um, you know, like falling in love with the process of repetition and um, knowing that like, even though things don't, won't be super I guess like super successful in the very beginning is is like anything in life um if you keep just like if you just keep focusing on that and if you just keep um working on it and um you know just like each day coming in with the mentality of of wanting to get better and um I guess just like being competitive about that but also remembering that you're supposed to be having fun and it shouldn't be like a stressful thing. Um, I think any player will, will end up being successful out of that. Awesome. Um, Mia, this is a question from uh, Alex on San Diego Surf U14 DA team. She says, when you get free time, what kind of things do you like to do? Um, I like to go fishing. Like I'm a, like my dad got me into it when I was younger, and I just I don't know I just love fishing. It's so much fun. I like listening to music, all the types of music except country. But yeah, <laughs> just, just, just offended a lot of country music fans out there now. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. Um, yeah, like uh, especially like um, hanging out with my family too. Like family's a big part. Like, away from soccer for a little bit like I love to spend time with my family since everyone's kind of all over the place my brother being a Cal Poly slow my sister's in high school now she's about to go off to college so I think I know just value valuing that time with them and now while I'm having my free time Maddie same question to you what do you do away from soccer um I just love being outside anything outside I just love the sun you know going to school and um, Indiana has been a very good change because I don't see the sun as much as I would like to. So especially like when I'm home in San Diego, I just love to go to the beach and um, hang out outside. And then obviously, like Mia said, it's just so nice being able to spend time with my family because everyone's doing different things these days. So. I want to ask all four of you this question because I'm, I'm sure there'll be different things. And Bill, start with you. Maybe you can talk a little bit about just some of the injury stuff that you've had to go through. But the, the question is, what's been your toughest moment throughout your soccer careers? 
that you've had to get through that's helped you to get to where you are now or that's made you a better player or a better person? Yeah, so for me, it's definitely been my injuries. Um, I tore my ACL my senior year of high school. Um, That was around nine or ten months before going into Stanford. And that was probably one of the most stressful experiences of my entire life. Um, Just because, like, was really sure of like how it was going to go and um and then I actually had to get surgery again on my meniscus um I tore it the second day I was at Stanford um and then I ended up having to have surgery again on my meniscus um when I was a few practices back from that first or that second injury um and I'm still kind of injured right now and still trying to get back into it um So I think for me, it's just been uh, quite an experience, a learning experience, um, really being mentally tough and having to go through so many um, like rehab situations and deal with that has been really eye-opening just to like, I've learned a lot about myself and also just about like life in general and like I've had a lot of failures, I guess I would say, um, and struggles. And I don't know, it just makes you appreciate the game so much more. Um, and like when I was younger, like just appreciating the fact that you're healthy and like in college, your body's so destroyed and just like appreciating that time when you're younger that you can, um, actually just play was like playing three games in a day from in a tournament was like crazy. Um, And so, I don't know, just learning from all of those injuries and everything and, like, continuing to learn so much, um, having patience and just, like, in my life, I use so many of the skills that I use, like, coping with my injuries in my life in general as well. That's awesome. I I know we have some players right now that, uh, even as young as you 14, who are going through that that same thing that you've gone through. So I think that, that advice would be so powerful for them so really appreciate that um Mia same question to you what's one of the toughest things that you've had to go through with soccer that's helped you um I'm lucky and fortunate that I haven't had to go through like a serious injury like Bianca like I know that I can imagine like going through that but um another challenge I guess I've been like in and out of camps a lot with national team and I love I loved every single surf team I was on. So it was like very tough on me when I had to like miss multiple games, wasn't able to be with my teams because they're so funny, amazing people like that supported me. Like I still have best friends to this day from many of those teams. Um, so I think especially my last year with surf, I was not able to play in the semis and finals like for national championship because I was gone for camp and like that literally just tore me apart because what we've been through that whole year switching to coach mid-year um that team like did so well with like diversity and like all these setbacks that were just thrown at us and um and that team was like very special to me like personally like everyone working hard you know going through the challenges practicing um, giving our all, trying to, you know, work for a national championship. So I think just being grateful for everything that you have and making the most out of every situation, like, was my learning experience from that and not being able with that team because 
you know, I had to make sure I was working hard, like, I camp and doing what, like, I needed to do because I was gone with that, for that team during that time period. So I think that would be my biggest, like, setback and challenges I had to go through at surf. Maddie, same question. Um, I haven't had any anything too serious as well, but I think um, one thing was breaking my foot. I broke my foot, like, four months before I was going to go off to college. So kind of like Mia said, I wasn't able to participate in, like, those last four months of our club season. And we that team was so special our last year of surf, mm-hmm. um, kind of like she was saying. And, you know, we had so much thrown at us and – everyone was able to deal with it and we got to the finals of the national championship like it was just such a fun season so um it was kind of a bummer not being able to participate in that and then also it was like so close to when I was going to go off to college and I was going to be a freshman so I was like preseason was constantly in the back of my mind I was like is my foot going to be healed by then and it it ended up being like a pretty bad break so it wasn't just like six weeks that it was going to be healed and ended up taking like a few months for it to be healed so um, kind of that was that was one of my main things and I think from that I learned obviously like Bianca said just the mental toughness thing is so key because it's easy to kind of get down on yourself and be like why did this happen to me all this stuff but I think everything happens for a reason and um, you kind of just have to be strong and know that you're gonna get better awesome Kat same question um yeah so I mean, a little bit different than Bianca's case, but I tore my ACL when I was, um, I guess, just, like, getting recruited by colleges and whatnot. And so um, that was kind of, like, a, a rough time because I – it's what I guess, like, what I had been working for and, um, you know, just, like, the fact that I wasn't able to showcase my hard work to um I was just like coaches and programs that I wanted to impress um was you know just like it was just like such like a setback because you know just like you're every day you go into practice and it almost becomes like such like a repetitive and automatic thing that you forget to like take each day and like appreciate like what you have and like your your teammates and like you know, it's just like it's it's almost easy to like take everything that you do for granted because you just do it so often. And so, um, to have something like that happen is of course like sucked, but um it was really humbling at the same time just because I was able to just really take a step back and um realize that not every like things are not just necessarily given to you, you know, and like you um, have to, one, of course, work hard, but, like, when you show up to practice and shouldn't be like, oh, dang, I have to be here to practice and more, like, that having that, that attitude of, like, I want to get better at practice today instead of just going up, just going there. Um, and, like, same things with, like, spending time with your teammates, like, that could be taken out, like, any time, you know, and, like, you never, you never know, you, you like, you can never imagine it. And so I guess just like, um, like I said, it was like a really humbling experience just to know that this could happen to anyone. It could happen at any time. So, um, you know, just to, I guess like my lesson was really just to not take things for granted and also 
um, during those hard times, just to remember um, of like other things that interest you. Like even though like even though soccer is like a big part of your life, like what can you do now with this time that you're that you can't control? Like how much how much fitness you do, or like how much shooting you do. You know, just um, I'm a I like to say like control the controllables, but um, when there are things that you can't control, that's also fine, you know, and just like, just taking like a step back and just being like, okay, so what can I control now outside of my life, whether that's school or like spending more time with your family or like friends, you know, and like that you wish that you had more time doing. Um, So I guess just like also just remembering that even though soccer is a big part of your life, it's not your whole identity. So Kat mentioned a little bit at the start of that about how she got injured while she was first trying to get recruited. I want to touch on that recruitment thing a little bit. Um, And Maddie, we'll start with you. Just some advice that you have for players who are going through that recruitment process. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Surf does a great job and I know a lot of other clubs do as well. Uh, We play in, um, you know, the, the best league and, um, we go to the best tournaments, so obviously the college coaches are going to be very interested in the players to begin with. But I think another thing is uh, making sure that you reach out to the coaches if there's a game that you want them to see. Um, don't be shy when you do that. Um, I think that's important and tell them, like, oh, here's the game, here's what I'm interested in. And maybe even you can go to a few camps to see because I think a big thing is especially if you're getting recruited at a young age like freshmen and sophomores college is a long way away at that point so I think visiting the school is important before you make such a big decision and going to camp so you can spend time with the team and see the coaches and make sure it's like a style of play that you that you want to be a part of and that you like is important because it's four very important years of your life for your soccer career so I think those are um important tips and then as for like playing wise just be yourself because colleges are gonna are gonna want you for you awesome and then Mia you obviously mentioned that the balance between when you was on a club team and and then camps how how do you balance this is actually a question from the um 08 San Diego team um how do you balance school soccer social life family obviously going away with with national camp as well how, how do you do that get that balance right at a top d1 program um i think just focusing on one thing at a time and not trying to multitask so what i was in front of me like um first talking to my teachers about you know i'm going to be leaving um especially like in high school like they were super supportive so that was very easy staying with UCA. Delay, like standing like okay like she's an athlete like she's got to go for a national team so I think for school part like half the battle is hoping that your teachers and your professors like understand what you're going through as a D1 athlete um and getting that support from whoever they, they may feel will help you um in that way um soccer wise I think just yeah taking it one step at a time you know I'm going to be going to camp so I'm I'm going to try to reach out to my teammates as friends and as support during their time. And then for soccer-wise, I'll be focusing on national team and training my best, um, eating right, all that, national team. And then 
I switch flips, I'm going to UCLA, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, what can I do um, outside of training that could, you know, enhance my performance for national team trainings, but also focusing on UCLA and like um, the games that are going, the trainings, the scrimmages that are going on with UCLA. Um, I feel like, yeah, just taking me one step at a time and one thing at a time and not just focusing on multiple things at once because then everything's going to get foggy and then you're not going to know what your next move is going to be as a player and as a person. And that I feel like that the time management comes into that as well, right? Having an organ organized time management piece. Yeah, you have to organize a lot, like what you're gonna do. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, I know you girls have got uh, classes and stuff uh, at two o'clock, so we'll just fire a few more questions in. This is one for the Stanford girls from Juliana Peterson from New York Surf O Six team, um, Coach Lisa's team. She said Stanford's my dream school. What grades do you need to get in there? What type of other activities aside from soccer can have a positive impact on gaining admission? Can you give yeah. Juliana any advice, girls? Yeah, yeah. I think you can take that. Um, so definitely you need to have the highest grades possible. Um, I know my coach always told me, take the hardest classes that you can take at your school. And that's what she did. Does <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, that... Um, uh, also for like outside of soccer, like I think it's really important to be a really well-rounded person and like have something you're passionate about outside of school, um, and soccer. I mean, I know for me and for people like Kat too, like it's really hard cause we also did like national team stuff and like soccer takes up so much of your life, but do something else like that you're passionate about. And I think that's what Stanford really wants to see. Um, is that you have something you're passionate about and that you're willing to work towards um, helping the world in some way, shape, or form. And just, like, try your best. It's really all you can do. As long as you're trying your best and really putting your best effort forward and trying to do good in the world, like, I think that's the best way to go about getting into Stanford. Awesome. Um, This is one from uh, Anna... Sentino from San Jose Surf. She said, "What are some of your pre-game rituals that you have, Cat?" <laughs> um, pre-game rituals. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, I mean, I just roll out and I have a pre-game meal with my team, and that usually consists of maybe a breakfast burrito, maybe some. 10, 15 shrimp, grilled shrimp, um, with rice. Tap <laughs> uh, 10 grilled shrimp. Yeah, 10 to 15 grilled shrimp with rice. Um, it, it really depends, like, how hungry I'm feeling. Um, I also have three bananas, one that I have before. <laughs> I have before warm-up. I have, um, <coughs> during... Like, like before the national anthem and one during halftime. Um, that, I guess, would just... So that I won't cramp and so that I can get, like, my energy up a little bit. And um, I guess, like, another thing that I do is I also just, like, pray either before the national anthem or during it. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that's good. That's good timing. <laughs> Uh, Maddie, same question to you. What's a pre-game ritual? 
pre-game rituals. Um, I know as a team, we always, kind of like Kat said, we always pray on the field before. Um, so that's always a ritual. And then we have a, a team meal of sorts before. Um, I don't really have any, like, specific ones. Kind of like Kat said, I don't have a three banana story. <laughs> but I just, I don't know, I, I'll roll out and kind of get ready for the game. Okay, well, we know what Kat's favorite food is, but us, um, U- Utah Surf wanted to know what everyone else's favorite food was. B. I don't know. I'm going to say my mom makes this rice, beans, and, like, steak, and it's just, like, the best thing ever. Mm. Mia? Sushi, hands down. I love seafood. Nice. Uh, Maddie? Mine's seafood, too. Mine would actually have to be surf and turf, so even though I do eat... That's good. Even though I do eat breakfast food slash shrimp for for pregame meals, it really just depends because it's, you know, it's a pregame. But if it's, you know, like, whole other day, then um, I think surf and turf, some Brazilian steak, you know. Brazilian like, steak is so good. Yeah, and... That yeah. sounds good. Some seafood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, last two. We had a bunch of um, different players ask this question, but uh, who's your favourite player that's on the women's national team? Cat. Tobin Heath. Oh, wait. <laughs> Tobin Heath. Um, that's a hard question. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Andy Sullivan. Ah, My former teammate. Stanford, because, Stanford click. Yeah. She's no, not 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 necessarily just because she's Stanford. Um, I mean, like also do like Tobin Heath, but like um, Andy, she's just such a great role model. Um, she works so hard, and like she just she reads the field so well, and like she taught me a lot. So um, you know, she's she's great in ways that measure way beyond just like being a soccer player. So mm, I'm awesome, with her. awesome, B. Um, I'm gonna say Rose Lavelle. I just really like the way she plays. Um, I think it's most similar to like how I play. And I don't know, she has such good vision, like I always learn so much from watching her play and she's like a special player. Great. Mia. Um, I'd say Megan Rapino. She's world class player. I love what she stands for, women empowerment, all that. Um great personality, great player. Awesome, Maddie. I think mine's going to be Roosevelt, too. I love the way she plays. Brilliant. And then last quick question for you all. Um, what's next for, for you for you in, in your careers when we get through this weird period that we're at now? Um, what's the goals? What's the aspirations? Um, yeah, what's next, Maddie? What's next? Um... You know, I think looking in short term is season, obviously. Um, I think we have a lot to prove this year, so that's exciting, kind of something to look forward to. We were having a really good spring, so it's kind of a bummer that that got called off, but I think we're all doing the best we can in our home environments. And then, um, you know, looking beyond, I think it's just the, the next three years of college and then hopefully professional and 
I don't know. I'm kind of just taking it day by day, day by day and working hard and see where that takes me. Yeah, Mia, same question. Now you've, fingers crossed, got a World Cup hopefully coming up, but... Yeah. Yeah, that was my next thing I was going to say. After qualifying for World Cup, it was supposed to be in, I guess, I think it was in August. So that was my next focus, making that roster, um, following the gap in the gave us, trying to, you know, um, make that roster. I think that was my first thing leading up to what's next. Then um, my sophomore season with UCLA, getting ready for that too. B? Yeah, um, personally for me, I think just like getting back to full health is one of the things I've been really trying to do. Um, and then I think Kat, for Kat and I, just team-wise, um, we have a national championship to defend. So I think um, going back and winning again would be amazing. And so that process also. Awesome. Kat, last one. And then you girls have got to shoot off to your class. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, what we said, um, hoping to get, like, a back-to-back national championship, something that has only been done by North Carolina before, and so, um, definitely, um, one of my short-term goals, um, and, you know, after, after college, hoping to be playing professionally, um, we'll see where, but, um, yeah, and, like, hopefully, joining the national team eventually. And, yeah, just kind of going from there. Hopefully doing big things like me out here and going to, like, a World Cup or Olympics yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely going to get there. Don't worry about it. We'll see. All right, girls. Well, uh, I said I'd have you off by two o'clock. So again, so, so grateful to have you all. This is going to be amazing for the kids to, the players to to listen to and, and learn from. So um, thanks again. Hopefully we get to do it in the near future um, when everybody's back playing normal, maybe in the middle of a season or just after one of you have won another national championship. That would be amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Louie. This is so right, much Thanks, Louie. Yeah. All right. Stay safe. Thanks, girls. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Really hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you so much again to the four girls for coming on. It's a privilege to speak to them. I was lucky enough to either coach the girls or be around the girls a lot in training while they're at surf. And I can say firsthand that... They are incredible soccer players and great human beings. So for all our younger surf players out there on the girls' side, uh, hopefully they can learn a lot from Kat, Bianca, Mia and Maddie. Um, Keep following them throughout the course of their college careers and their international careers. Um, You're going to see a lot of these girls in the future, I'm sure. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review at Inside Surf Soccer Podcast on Apple iTunes. Also, feel free to contact us with any recommendations for future podcast episodes, ideas, recommended guests via email at lhunt at surfsoccer.com or at Twitter, you can get me at louishunt17. Go surf!